everyone, and welcome to the clubhouse. This is episode 45. I am your host, as always, Teej Butler. Sitting next to me, my good friend, Dill. Dill, how are you, buddy? Oh, having a pretty good old Tuesday, you know? Sure, great Tuesday. There you go. It's a great Tuesday because we're looking at our good friend, Doge, all the way in Cleveland. Doge, how are you, bud? Doing great. Always a pleasure to hop in the room with you guys and talk a little sports. So happy to be here. Hey, you oh, gotta yeah. love that FaceTime technology. Get some Absolutely. Doge in the room, even though he's not actually here. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Well, this episode is episode forty-five, or the Michael Jordan regular season, nineteen ninety-five. Donovan Mitchell, Pedro Martinez, or Bob Gibson episode. So some legends and Donovan Mitchell. Who I think could be a legend. You never know. Maybe not that legendary, but he'll be a solid player, I'm sure. But uh, this isn't a good episode, so we got to come out here strong for the boys here. MJ is on the pod. So let's tighten up, boys. Tighten up. Wow. Tighten up. Tighten up. We've got a great show for you. We're brought to you by the Cheap Seats Network. First thing we got to do, as always, is we got to warm it up. But first, let me break down what we're going to do for the show real quick. First quarter, we're going to do a little Week 11 recap. I don't know. There's something happened that Thursday night. I don't know if you guys saw it. We'll break that down later. Pretty wild event. Huh. Second quarter, guest alliance for NFL Week 12 and the uh, the bets for the boys parlay. So that'll be exciting. Um, third quarter, we're going to do a little Heisman watch and our just college football playoff You know, early predictions before we get to the, some of the bigger games here at the end of the season. And then um, fourth quarter, we're going to uh, – we're gonna, Talk about the Astros here. You know, need a little slap on the wrist for some sign stealing. Maybe a little bit more than slap on the wrist. I don't know. We'll let you know later. So, like I said, first thing we always do is warm it up. And I'm going to kick it to you, Doge, all the way in Cleveland. Warm it up for me, buddy. Absolutely. After uh, after a little over a year of not being a part of the NBA at all, Carmelo Anthony is suiting up for the Trailblazers tonight. And... I guess you were just texting me that he's getting the start. Oh, yeah, That's baby. Perfect. Double zero is getting the start tonight, son. Stay uh, mellow. Yeah. yeah, wearing the double zero, switching it up. Yep. <laughs> they'll, have, they'll have Dame at zero and, and Mellow at double zero. So <laughs> see if we can hone that in a little bit. But That'll be funny. It'll be exciting. I mean, it's it's always cool to have him, you know, be in the conversation at the same time. You know, the last couple trips he's taken, whether it be to the Thunder or to the Rockets, been a little lackluster. I just hope, you know, for the sake of the fans, that we get something a little exciting. You know, could be a good piece. Blazers being one of the stronger teams in the West, a very loaded conference uh, in that sense. And, you know, if he could if he could provide a little <clears throat> excitement coming oh, from yeah. Portland, it would be great to see. Good for the fans, good for the game. I hope it happens. Well, they really need, too, some, like, post-scoring. Like, they've got, obviously, really good guards. like, And then even some good guards, like, off the bench, too. So... They really needed some post scoring because like Hassan Whiteside hasn't been great. They lost uh, Mo Harkless, who was like pretty good for them last year. Um, so you bring in Melo, who's just been a post machine his whole career. Like that's gonna be a great fit, hopefully. Instead of having him play in the corner, spot up threes. Like he, that's something he's never been good at, catch and shoot threes. Like so, I really think he'll be a lot better here in Portland if he's getting the ball kind of closer to the post or yeah, doing his like little you know maybe they're not as efficient but the mid-range jumpers like that's what his game is so um yeah. i think he'll be a lot better in uh portland i'm really excited for it for this game which is tonight so i'm looking forward to it need some turnaround just fade away 18 footers <clears throat> on the baseline 
That's his game. Starting at 65 minutes, 8 o'clock. Oh, we got it. We're racing against the clock then, boys. Let's see what we can do. Um, Dill, we'll give it to you here on the warm-up. All right, so uh, just bringing up a little college hoops here. Sure. Uh, bringing out, uh, well, not only my, my team here, but also uh, Doge's team. Yeah. Florida Gators. Chomp, chomp. Uh, Mike White uh, continues to struggle with his offense uh, this year. And I did a little research on the points per game for his uh, career at Florida so far. Was this you or the stats team? Come on. Well, if i got to be honest, it was the stats team. Yeah, okay. Shout them out. Come on, guys. Shout out to the stats team. Uh, always helping us out, looking out for us here. Uh, so, you know, I'm hoping these are accurate uh, because I always rely on these guys, and I never, you know, I just got the stats team. That's what they are. So, anyway, 74.4 points a game, all right, first year. Then he go up to 77.9. Okay, that's cool because that's his highest he's ever going to have. Yikes. And he was 69th out of 351 teams. Nice. So I am going to do a little on-the-spot on uh, check for the stats team. What, what percentile is that? Can you tell me stats team? I don't... What was it? 69th out of what? 20%. 20%. 80th percentile. I mean, yeah. 16th out of what? No, it was, uh, the, so about the 81st percentile. Yeah. Uh, right is what their offense was. So, and then since then. Deep, deep breath. <laughs> since then, it's gone down two points. So 75.8, 116th out of 351. Then last year, 67.8, down a total of eight points per game. And this year, down another three, or excuse me, five and a half points almost Yeesh. to 62 and a half. I know it's early, folks, but I do have concern, especially if everyone was, like, hyping us up the way we were, like, you know, supposed to be like, oh, this is a, definitely a competitive mm-hmm. Final Four team. Yeah. It's like, what? Like, don't call me out like that. Like, I don't want my team having that kind of burden on our back. Like, <laughs> we're pre, uh, preseason rank number six, and now we're four games in the season. We're not even top 25 teams, so it's like... You know, I'm not hitting that panic mode, but I am definitely talking about it here on a warm up. So sure, I'm getting warm about it. He's getting a little jittery about heated. it. Heated, 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 <laughs> heated. Speaking of not heated, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> the last time that the Boston Celtics and the Los Angeles Lakers led both of their conferences respectively was in 2008. Which is when the Boston Celtics won the title with the boys against against the Los Angeles Lakers. So, not saying, just saying. Keep an eye out for it. No, just just kidding, just kidding. But really, Celtics were on a ten. Well, we were on a ten-game winning streak. Then we lost uh, on a buzzer beater. Marcus Smart. Uh, it was like the Kawhi shot, but it just like rolled out. So it was just... it's a West Coast road trip, you know. Yeah, well, like... we're back on it after we beat the Suns, so we're rolling again. Yeah. Now we've been running into the Clippers here on Wednesday. Looking forward to that. I think this is going to be the first game that we get Kawhi and Paul George, and I think you know that's going to be against the boys. So that's going to be a real test. I'm excited to see that. Sure. So, but you know, knowing them, they'll probably sit one of them and then sit the other guy the next day because they're on a back to back or something. What? I just wasn't sure if you were going to... Did you say anything about Gordon? No, I don't mean... I just don't want to talk about it. Yeah. 
His hand's broken. It's not cool. Pour one out. That I mean, that, that was the first game after the Kings, right? Was the first game. Yeah, that's yeah. So it's I like mean, yeah. it's a West Coast road trip right after that. It was happened. right after it's we like, had like yeah, our guy broke his yeah, hand. Yeah, so it's yeah. like and you lose by one off a buzzer beater like type situation like. Right. It's, I mean, it is what it you, is. Yeah, I mean, you guys have looked good. Brown and you guys have found ways to win, which is the the most important thing because like your record this early is going to set you up for later in the season because it's hard to catch up with some of these teams. Like the Bucks last year, just were so good. They just like couldn't oh, catch up. The Bucks were nasty you know last I mean? year. Like right. you just couldn't keep up with them. Like even though Toronto did really well, they just like had a little bit of a struggle for two weeks where they didn't go right plus five. You know, in in ten games. Right. Like. So, hold on. I gotta pull up this tweet here just to to prove how good we're looking right now. The old offensive rating leaders per thirty minutes per game. So you gotta play thirty minutes. Kemba Walker right now, followed by Bradley Beal, LeBron James, Devin Booker, Ricky Rubio, James Harden, and then Jason Tatum. So just is that top ten or what? I just I don't know. Taylor Snow only gave me top seven because he's a Celtics guy, sure. so he probably quit it there. But I mean, yeah, I mean that's even better, right? But I mean, those are some. First of all, Ricky, there's two sons in that list, which is crazy enough as it is. There's two Celtics, James Harden, LeBron James, and Bradley Beal. What a list! <clears throat> Let's keep it rolling, boys. Let's keep it rolling. Anyway, crazy. That's that's wild. The two sons is pretty wild. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that that's what's more. But wild. they're also like what seven and five now after yeah, losing last night. Yeah. I mean, they just lost to the boys because because they're the boys. They're the boys. That's what that's what it is. All right, moving on. Go Celtics. First quarter, NFL Week Eleven recap. Um, let's just get it out of the way. Holy shit, Miles Garrett. Dill, I'll let you go first as a Browns fan. Like what? I don't I don't know if you want to open up or say anything. I just wanted to give us a chance right, to recap right, it right, since it's such right. a big topic, we can't not talk about it. So I don't I, need to like dwell I, on it, you know. As an insider, I want to hear an outsider perspective. You so want me to go first. If you guys would would mind going first so I can understand kind of what you guys are thinking. Okay, I'll and tell I, you and I'm going to kind of go from there. So explain it to the fans at home that somehow haven't seen this yet. Yes, okay. So <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to do. I'll, Maybe I'll for put, some of a, you know, shout out to our uh International listeners, yeah, sure. If you don't watch the NFL, right? Maybe yeah. you aren't familiar with it. We just give you updates about these people, you know. So, AFC North matchup, yeah. Steelers Browns, always kind of a little chippy here. Everyone's getting a little testy. It's AFC North physical Every, game. Yeah, the, yes, physical game. Right. So, at the end of the game, and I'm talking the end of the game, eight seconds left. There's a play where Miles Garrett comes in and it's kind of a semi late hit, but like you wouldn't really call it, but like it's kind of like, hey man, the game's over, kind of, you don't need to bring him all the way down to the ground, kind of deal. But he brings Mason Rudolph all the way down to the ground um, and like kind of like sits on him a little bit. Mason Rudolph pushes up his helmet a little bit, tries to like get Miles Garrett's helmet off. Miles Garrett's not feeling that. He has it all the way up to his nose. Right. It's like, yeah, it's up to his nose. Miles Garrett grabs Mason Rudolph by the face mask, starts ripping his helmet off. Mason Rudolph kicks Miles Garrett in the nuts with his cleats. And then Mason Rudolph, or Miles Garrett, excuse me, rips his helmet off completely, turns around, swings it behind his head, and smokes Mason Rudolph on the top of the head with the back of the helmet. Just like, so this guy, Mason Rudolph, who doesn't have a helmet, who probably shouldn't be running back into the fight, but like, he is because he's like, give me my helmet, probably too, at the same time. Like, because there are two offensive linemen for the Steelers, 
like taking Miles Garrett out, right? Yeah, they're pushing uh, him away. And they're DeCastro, like, who's a legend, and, and then Pouncey, another legend. Florida guy, shout out. Famous guy who wore the free Hernandez shirts, which is ridiculous in itself. But that's how like ride or die those guys are. They're still rooting for Hernandez, even which is no bueno. Um, so they're like in this fight, and then Mason Rudolph obviously comes back in. Miles Garrett, like I said, smacks him on top of the head with the helmet, and then Marquise Pouncey just goes like berserk mode, starts kicking Miles Garrett, punching him in the head and the gut and stuff. They like fall on him, and then everybody kind of breaks up the fight. Miles Garrett like goes into the locker room. Oak and Joby came out. And I was gonna say yeah. While they're all Mason on top Rudolph, of yeah. Miles Garrett. Uh, what's his name? Okanjobi? Yeah. The Great Lake Okanjobi? No. Um, <laughs> beautiful and Beautiful historic, historic Okanjobi. Jeez, um, I'm sorry for that butchering. But either way, he comes up and just smacks Mason Rudolph, just like lays him out. From behind. From behind with his helmet off. Like he's not even in the fight like at all, just kind of standing there. And so he gets suspended a game. Palancy's got two games three or three games. Three games. Three. Miles yeah. Garrett's out for the rest of the season, um, or yeah, indefinitely. Indefinitely, indefinitely yeah. excuse me. He has to meet with Goodell before he wants to come back. So this could, it's, he's expected to have a, his appeal done. Yeah, he's, he's like meeting with him it. soon, right? He's still appealing Sometime it, this week. which is interesting in itself, especially since Goodell said this is one of like the worst things the NFL has had to deal with. Like, I'm not sure if you really want to try to appeal that after that. But, I mean, give it a go. Give it a go. Might as well try. Shot, I guess. Right. Might as well try. I feel like it's just part of the due process. Right. Okay, so walk it back three steps. I'm asleep on the couch before this play starts, right? I hear Joe Buck, and then who is he with? Uh, Aikman, right? Yeah, because it's Thursday. He's like, they're both going berserk, like just going, oh my gosh, whoa, whoa. And I, like, wake up, I sit up, I open my eyes, and as soon as I open my eyes, Miles Garrett is half-cocked back with his helmet and smacks Mason Rudolph on the head. Dylan, Browns fan, always watch until the end, you know, asleep on the couch, been asleep for a minute, my friends. It was not an exciting game. <clears throat> Long weekend as well. Um, just Thursday game. Um, <laughs> but he is, I'm, like, going, Dylan, holy shit! holy shit, like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe this, this is crazy, and he just, like, wakes up, and he's just like, what happened, and then I, like, obviously, we replay it back, and he watches it, and he's just like, alright, I'm going back to bed, like, I'm just mad, but, so I'll let him get to that in a second, <laughs> but, this is one of the craziest things I've ever seen in sports, um, I think the Hainsworth thing could have been crazier, just because the dude had to get a bunch of stitches, and he stepped on his face, but this was just as nuts, um, uh, funny that we're talking about it today, 15th anniversary of the Malice in the Palace, probably the craziest thing to happen in sports that I know about, where some players in the NBA jumped into the stands and were punching fans, like Steven Jackson knocked a guy out cold with one hit, it's crazy, you can watch it on YouTube if you want, um, but I just think it was a really crazy play, I think that's gonna follow Miles Garrett forever, and it's unfortunate because that's not his, uh, his MO, I guess, from what everybody's saying, he's usually pretty... I know, like, on Hard Knocks, he, like, did a big poetry thing, so. Doge, what about what about you? Yeah, I mean, my take is pretty short and sweet. It's just dumb. You yeah. know, you ruin a good win against a divisional rival. You know, you, you've been kind of down in the dumps, like people have been talking, like, is Baker the real deal? And he maybe didn't even have that great of a game. They still didn't play that well, but you're beating the Steelers. Right. You got eight seconds left on the clock. And no matter how chippy the game's getting, you can't, you know, throw away 
obviously like your personal season as Miles Garrett right. like, completely out the window. It's like over a million dollars that he's going to be losing because he's suspended without pay. Yep. Just dumb. Right. I, I mean, you got to keep your composure there. Well, plus, too, now yeah. that, like, thinking of that, too, on top of it, like, Freddie Kitchens is kind of getting, like, a lot of heat in general for not being able to, like, coach this team too well. So now it just looks like he can't control his team when, like, it's just like, dude, you could have just, like, finished the play out. Like, that would have been two back-to-back wins. Maybe people are like, hey, Freddie Kitchens kind of streaking a little bit. <laughs> but now it's like, even in a win, like, we're looking, like, embarrassed, which is kind of, I don't know. It's a. It was a wild, wild uh, evening for sure. Big D. All right. So, a full breakdown. The Browns had four picks on Mason Rudolph. Yeah. They were at him the entire game, whether he was under pressure or getting sacked or like he, they were almost by him every single play. And surprisingly, that's like what the Steelers typically do. The Browns. Right, right. I mean, like the Steelers typically will find a way to beat the Browns, whether it's because they smoke them because their offense is way too good, and like, you know, the Browns can't even score more than ten points because all they do is kick field goals and miss, you know, extra points. And anyway, so uh, Seibert uh, or Seibert did miss a couple kicks, yeah, uh, or a kick, and he has a yeah. couple now. So anyway, um, the Browns were beating him down the whole time. Rudolph was having a terrible game. The only drive that the Steelers scored on was like, okay, like they had like an okay drive and like that was it. You know what I mean? Like they, other than that, they had like, they didn't really look that good. Right. Whatsoever. Browns actually looked like they dominated that game and they should have won by 20 to 30. Right. You know what I mean? So the fact that it was 21 to seven was kind of surprising. So Rudolph at this point, I'm sure is just flustered, right? I mean, like he's got to be flustered. I'm sure there's shit going on down on the field and like, Something had to have been going on, and then I don't know how one thing escalated to another. But, dude, that's just like when I woke up because I heard you just go, holy shit. And <laughs> I hear Joe Buck and Aikman just going on the field like, oh, my God. This is, uh, oh, my God. And like all they could do is just like say about how bad it was. Right. right? And I don't know. Um, it's obviously one of the, like, there's one of the dumbest things you could do. Is, or it, it's dumb, and it's just like, to me, it's just like one of the dumbest things you could do with, Eight seconds to go is like do the be the first person in NFL history to rip a guy's helmet off and hit him with it. Like you have a helmet on the entire game, you've been hitting him the whole game. Like you can't, you had to get one more shot in. Right. You know what I mean? Like, dude, like what are we doing here? And as Freddie Kitchens, why do we have him in the game? It's a two score game. You, it, yeah. It, you know what I mean? Like you, you can have other much. people in. Even if they score, you still are. It would not in. matter at all. Even if they scored, you'd still probably win that game. So like, you don't. Well, no, have I mean, like the they field. couldn't with eight seconds to go on. That's there. what I'm saying. There's no point in having him on the field. Right. Like, the Steelers right. were on like the, like what eight yard line of theirs. Yeah, they had to like, go the whole like, way. Right. So it's like you can't even run 92 yards in eight seconds, and if you do, you get the onside kick, and then it's like uh, one second left. Maybe, I mean, like this game is just like just you. Just, right. It'd be, one of, it'd be one of the most memorable comebacks of all time. Like you, yeah. This that is a hundred percent to zero chance of winning, and it, it flopped. Right. <laughs> so Freddie Kitchens, I, I'm not saying that any of this roots back to him as far as the actual decision to do that, but as far as the putting players in the situation to succeed, he failed miserably there, and he has done that all year. And this is just a prime example of how he did that. And as a Browns fan, it's extremely disappointing because he was a key asset to our defense. 
And he's the number he, one pick in the draft. Right. right? He, you know what I mean? Yeah, and he has like the most sacks last year. Uh, breakout this year as far as like not having all the penalties that he's racked up over the course of his career so far. He's actually mellowed out with that. And like that was something that he has improved upon. And then he comes out with this walloping of Mason Rudolph on the head. It's like, what the hell, dude? Like, dude, you, just, was... you, you just have to be better than that. And I hope that this, instead of dividing the team, can unite the team and say, okay, look, like, we can be better than that. You know what I mean? We just beat the Steelers and, like, shit got out of hand. And, you know, we just won back-to-back games against the Bills and the Steelers, right? Yeah. I mean, like, so we've looked really good on defense. Right. and. You know, as a team, I think that they need to realize that they haven't even came close to their potential, and somehow they're uh, f- what four and six, right? I'm totally blanking. How am I blanking? Yeah, I think so. Stats team. I don't know. I don't. Anyway, <coughs> follow the guys. That was, that's just my rant, and sure. it's extremely disappointing. Kind of like when your parents say they're disappointed in you. You know what I mean? It's just like one of those things where you're just like, ah, oh, shit, like. You're right. You know, I should have I should have been better than that. And I think he knows it more than anybody else that this is the worst thing that he could have done in that situation. And he's thinking of all the things that he could have done to prevent this and or things he could have just done differently. And that's going to live with him for the rest of his life. I don't care. Who, I mean, like, that's going to haunt him. It was interesting to see, like, the people who are, like... Obviously, the immediate reaction, everybody was like, oh, my God, this is the worst thing that's ever happened. But then, like, the next day, interesting to see some of the players who are like, dude, like, sometimes that stuff just escalates, blah, blah, blah. You never know. Like, I know Tom Brady was like, things can get out of hand, like, really quickly, like, on the football field. Like, you know, I'm not, yeah. like, approving of violent, his actions. But, like, sport. right. So, like, it's just interesting to see people's opinions And the thing it. is, dude, they play him Such again. Such a hot topic. They thing. play him again in two weeks. Yeah. Which is crazy. Like. That's so bangles of you guys. You could have you know waited. I mean? <laughs> you could have waited to get a bunch of legal hits on him. And put him out technically. If you, you could have put Mason Rudolph's career to bed, he threw four picks against the Browns, and then you have him again. And if he does anything similar, it's right. like, see you, buddy. They're drafting somebody, even though they don't have their pick. Like, he looked terrible, and yeah. all we can talk about is him looking like a buffoon getting his head smacked on by a helmet. I'm and also because he looked like a. They played that replay ninety times, right. and it looked so ridiculous. And they also <laughs> had the freeze frame right on. Right when he was like about ready to smack him too, like right, just just like perfect, right, right, Ugh, ridiculous. <sighs> anyway, he should be suspended for at least a game, I think, for for going in the way he did. Like you can't just like be all part of the fight and not get anything. And I get that the NFL always protects their quarterbacks, and that's just another example of that. It's, I mean, that's what's going on there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so I mean, it is what it is. I'm surprised he's. I'm surprised he just doesn't have like a concussion or anything. But whatever, we gotta move on. Gotta move on. Unless you have any more to add, Doge. Okay. Not at all. Good stuff. Topic two, then, gentlemen. <clears throat> just a little Week 10 recap. Let's just, like, talk about the league. Give a little MVP race update. Um, we can talk about the Bengals being booty cheeks. I'm about to do a couple special pour one outs here in a, in a second. Uh, and then we'll do some whatever you guys want to talk about. But I'll go, go first here. Like I was saying, special pour one out for Mitchie Biscuits Trubisky with a... Hip pointer. Not sure if it's if it's true or not. I know he fell on his hip, but he played a little bit after that. So either way, I think it could be a case of I can't throw the ballitis. Um, and I think he might be done in Chicago. I, I think uh, Nagy was kind of looking for a reason to potentially be done with him because he hasn't really shown much improvement. He's been really hesitant, you know, I think, to, to move the ball. And he, if once like things kind of get out of hand, he's not as good. 
So I think it's a it's a poor one out here for Mitchie Biscuits, especially if he is actually injured because that could really put him down um, for the count. But it looks like Chase Daniel might be the guy for now, so we'll see. Um, <clears throat> but you got to think back to it real quick. You got to think they're gonna try to go after one of these free agent like quarterbacks, or like try to get Andy Dalton or something like that, like. Cam Newton, maybe. All these people that are trying to put him on the trade block, even though that... What was it? Kyle Allen? Which Allen do they have down there? Kyle Yeah. He hasn't been that great, but... <clears throat> either way, I think Mitchie's not long for Chicago, so that might be the end of his term, so I'm pouring one out for him. Second pour one out. Another guy who I think might, might not be long for it. Good old Phil Rivers, man. That game yesterday, Monday Night Football, oof. He did not. I mean, I know it was like a close game, but he just really did not look great. He threw a lot of balls off a of defender or uh, offensive lineman's heads. He, he threw a lot of people short, which caused him to get a lot of interceptions. The last play of the game, like they were competing all the way to the end, and they just threw like another like just bad, bad ball. Like just kind of looked like he forced it. So I don't know. It just looks like Phil is is not looking like he's got the Tom Brady gene or the LeBron James gene. He's got more of a Ben Roethlisberger in him, where he might not be. You know, as good here as the the days are coming to a close, or maybe not being as uh, sturdy in Ben's case. Um, so pour one out for Phil. I hope he can turn it around here because I I th- I thought they were going to be a good team this year, but they're just not really performing as well as I would liked. So um, I will also just go quick MVP race. I agree with Mark Ingram that uh, Lamar Jackson is the front runner for the MVP. So you can come see me. Woo woo. Uh, Doge, I'll pass it to you now. Who you got? Or what do you got? Yeah, I, I absolutely agree uh, that Lamar's got to be the front runner. I mean, he's he's just a, I don't want to say unstoppable force, but he's been something to, a force to be reckoned with at least. I mean, just super athletic in his, his run threat. As soon as you think he's going to tuck it and run, he could throw a 40-yard bullet right. to something down in the end zone. And, you know, they've with the dual threat between him and Mark Ingram, the Ravens are, in my opinion, the front runner of the AFC right now. Sure. With, even with the Pats with one loss, they put it to the Pats. They're the one team that have beaten the Patriots. Right. And Tom Brady has not looked great, starting to show a little bit of age. Maybe, I don't know, everyone says that every single year. Right. But recently, has not looked great. Um, I mean, I'd say, you know, I was singing the praises of Russell Wilson in the MVP race. If something, unless something drastic happens, it's got to be Lamar. That's my opinion. Um, as far as an overall league perspective, you know, I still think that the NFC just looks way better than the AFC. You know, yeah, you've got the Ravens, sure. you've got the Pats, and the Chiefs <laughs> have been lackluster in comparison to what they did last year. Who else in the AFC are you scared about playing? Like besides those three teams, I like maybe the Texans, but they just got beat down. If they even or get maybe in, maybe the Texans. You know I mean? Yeah, like, I mean, they're they're seven. The Ravens just took them out. I was gonna say, so. I think probably the. I mean, like if they get in, I think the Colts and and the Raiders. The Colts are tough. But the thing is, is that T. Y. Hilton's been injured all year. Marlon Mack just broke his hand. Right. Jacoby Brissett's been injured twice already. Right. You know that's that's tough. You've got over they, the NFC got the 49ers just one lost team Seahawks in the same division who are the only team to have beaten the 49ers you've got the Saints two lost team over in the NFC West you still have the Rams who were they're they're not looking great but returning from the Super Bowl last year 
And you've got anyone in the NFC North, Packers. Yeah. Okay. Bears and Lions looking a little worse <laughs> than, than originally. Vikings are not Vikings bad, though, dude. Vikings are reckoned with two, and they're probably going to be a wild card team. Right. So, I mean, the it seems a little bit more one-sided in my view when you look at NFC versus AFC right now. I think it would be at Dallas right now. I agree with you. Doge, I, I agree with you there. Yeah. Um, quick counter to the Tom Brady is getting old and not as good. I think he's very, very upset with whoever his left tackle is this season because their guy, what's it like, Win? I think? Isaiah Wynn? Billy Wynn. It's definitely not Billy Wynn. Um, I'm going with Isaiah Wynn. Stats team, double, double me down on that, but I'm pretty confident. He's uh, coming back soon, I think. If not this week, then the next. And I think that's when they'll start looking really good. So I think that he's just kind of been annoyed because he doesn't have enough time to, you know, really get set. And, or he's getting hit a bunch too, which is something he's not trying to do. Um, what is it? Isaiah Wynn, let's go, baby. You got me. You got it. Pat on the back. Um, so I just think that's something that's been a big factor for them. I think that'll change, but who knows? Right now, you can you got to give it to the Ravens, like you're saying, Doge, just because they beat them already, too. Yeah. Big deal? You got anything different here? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that those two uh, quarterbacks for the MVP. Sure. Uh, Russell still... Wilson and Russell Wilson Light. Yeah. Or Lamar and Lamar Light, I guess, depending on who. And probably, I mean, I'm still saying, like, you know, Aaron Rodgers could be, depending on how. It just really depends on how these teams finish record wise. No, like if the like, Packers go fourteen and two, but haven't and like the and, and if he does like something like that, right. and those other teams don't, you know what uh-huh. I mean? Like I think that the Ravens will probably be at least a twelve win team. You'd say yeah, to go four and two. Yeah, I would think so. I think the Patriots just because let's see who they have. I mean. Texans, Chiefs, Bengals, Bills, Dolphins. So probably winning at Four least. Probably, probably five and one. <clears throat> if not four and two. Yeah. So actually, the uh, Cowboys they uh, are the six, uh, sixth game there, which is who they play next. I was gonna say you only said five, so that's why so, I said four and one. So yeah, that's I'm why going double down five and one though. For sure. So, I don't know. I mean, I feel like the Ravens uh, still have a good chance of beating whoever in the playoffs. Like, er, I mean, earlier this year, I mean, like, everyone was picking the Browns to win the division and this and that. I'm like, okay, hold up. Like, we got to think about this. Like, Harbaugh's still there, okay? Lamar has looked really good in what we've seen so far. Like, he's given us no reason to think that he's going to reverse or, like, divert from what he's been doing. Like, he just keeps uh, progressing and, you know, what his capabilities and what he actually does on the field. I think he's always had that ability. It's just what he can actually execute in the NFL, which <clears throat> he's learning how to do, and it's really fun to watch. Right. Um, Kansas City, dude, I'm not worried about him. Like, their defense, you know what I mean? It's not It's not there. I think the Colts can win off of a defensive game. Brissett's shown that he can do enough. Max out, so like that doesn't help, but if you get to the playoffs, it doesn't really matter. If he's healthy. Anyway... I think that those are definitely the two front runners. Sure. Um, the NFC, dude. Honestly, like eight teams could get in. Yeah, there's Carolina. A lot of good teams. They're not going. They just lost to the Falcons. Come on now. 
No, 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 I'm just saying Carolina, I mean, like, you never know, like, if the Saints just, like, you know, somehow shut it down. I don't know. In what way? Dude, they're three games out. Like, it's only, you know, three games, so it's like, if Carolina hits a hot streak, I mean, like, because you can get streaky. I don't see it happening, but I'm saying that there are eight teams, almost nine, maybe, if you, you know what I mean, but, like, the Eagles are the eighth, and they can win the division, so that's why I'm saying I would tell you right here, right now, the Panthers are dead. You heard it here first, 11-19-2019. So you're saying Carolina, so 9 through 16, <clears throat> dead. I just don't believe in the Carolina Panthers. I don't even know who's 10. They might have a better chance. The Bears. No. <laughs> They're out too. Yeah, okay, so then who's the next? Cause like, Detroit. Okay, so yes, then I agree. That Arizona. Is... Atlanta. Tampa. They're in the toughest division. <laughs> Everyone's out. Everyone's out. So yeah, I Eight totally teams. agree with that. Eight teams. Yeah, and who's above them? Philly, who I think still has a chance. Yes. Yeah, I mean they're they're a game back from because uh, they can still win their division from Dallas. Yeah, because they still play Dallas again. Yeah, they're gonna beat them because um, Dallas is not that good. The Rams. I'm worried about the Rams. If I was a Rams fan, I'd be worried about getting in. Brandon Cooks about to come back. Yeah, I mean they they also have the Seahawks and the 49ers who are you know two of the top three or top four NFC teams right now. Right. Yeah. In their division. Right, but those could be big wins to get them into the playoffs. You know, it's in the same way. Or could they could be? be just, but I don't could just be losses to send you home. Sure. It's gonna be exciting. The Vikings have had a lot of close games lately. You gotta quit looking at this stats team, guy. We gotta move on. Quick rewind, real quick. While Run it we're, back. Run it while back. We're talking stats team. Yeah. Is that Tom Brady, dude? I know we we talked about this and it was dead, but it's back now because he's Bring he's only thrown four touchdowns in the last six weeks. Dude, that's... he's had three games in the last six weeks where he had no throwing. Touchdowns. I know, dude. He's been he went on some radio show today and was pissed off. Um, or maybe that was yesterday, and that's why they're playing it all today. Um, but no, I totally agree. They have not looked great. Like, but somehow they're just nine and one. You know what I mean? Classic Patriots. Like, yeah, I had to get that yeah, out because that was just bothering me. I listen. That's a great stat. We needed that actually. That just goes to show too. They have no weapons. Like Gronk is gone. Now Antonio Brown. Uh, like Edelman's fine, but you could just double him if you need to because he's their only guy. Like, <clears throat> yeah, I mean they definitely need to find some people, whether it's through the draft or. Uh, signing people in the off season this year, just find some people with some weapons because I think Tom can still have it. I mean, like when he's had time, like he can throw the people. People just aren't catching the ball. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying too. Goes back to that Isaiah win. He's got to come back. Yeah. All right. A healthy team. Anything else besides real quick rapid fire? If you were Zach Taylor, would you be? See, that's tough because you're a new coach. Are you motivated to win, or are you just packing it in to get the first pick? I want a pick because it's my regime, and I'm going to have influence, hopefully, on who I'm getting. Josh? Obviously, I want to win. I don't want my, you know, first season to be an offer. But, you know. If that's what it takes. I, I, won't, I won't be upset if I have the first overall pick. Because there's some... At this, at this point in the season where we're 0-10. Some people are talking about this week is the week they might sneak up and... And beat somebody, which I think is an absolute joke, especially coming off of that Browns loss. The Steelers, unless Mason, well, no, even Duck would probably still be good. 
So, no. I think the one that we could win, if... And I think it's going to be, like, come down to, like, if we know that we can still get the first pick and win a game, I think that's how we'll win a game. And it'd be against the Dolphins or the Browns at the end of the season. Week 16 against the Dolphins. If the Dolphins have another win by then and they have three wins, and maybe Washington snuck another win in there... That's what I'm saying. And we're still over, then, yeah, there might be a win that happens there. The or Browns the Browns are, are just not good. Week 17. Or the Browns are not good and not in the playoffs, so it's just like, what are we, like, no, just don't get hurt kind of game. So, like, hey, we could win one, you know, if everybody's got enough wins. But, obviously, if it comes down to it, I'm sure we're just going to lose. But knowing Mike Brown, he'll probably want to win, like, four games and, like, mess everything up and then, you know, just be Mike Brown. But I don't know. I've got faith in Zach Taylor, I think. We've looked at least kind of better. I don't know, dude. It's a tough team. It's hard to get anything done offensively with zero offensive line, which... And no weapons. That's what I was going to say. Your line has been not very good, and, like, your weapons have been all hurt. Right. Or non-existent. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, in terms of, like, our offense, like, has looked a little bit smoother, but, like, we haven't been good. We've been getting yards. Yeah. And, like, our defense... Our defense has been anywhere from, like, 28th to last place just consistently. You know what also is consistent is we'll just cut somebody and then the next day a playoff contending team will sign them. And it's just happened twice where the Eagles got one of our linebackers and then Preston Brown, who we just cut, is now on the Raiders. It's just, like, awesome. The guys who we're cutting are just going to playoff teams and they're probably going to get minutes. Like, awesome. Or potential teams that are fighting for the playoffs. Like, they need, like, like productivity. Just beat. Teams that aren't going 0-10. Right, yeah. They're just not trying to pack it in and lose. Right. (laughs) For sure. All right. Moving on to the second quarter. All right. For the second quarter, we've got week 12, guess the lines, and then the bet for the boys parlay, which we'll do after we guess these lines. So, first game we have, gentlemen, Colts at Texans, Thursday nighter. I'm going... Oh, it's difficult, dude. I'm going Texans minus three. I'm going to put that there. All right, so are we all, like, do we have to do separate bets, right? You can do, what do you mean? You can say the same as me if you want. Okay, because that's what I was going to say before you said it. Okay. Minus three. I mean, that's what we all say. Because, like, then if we all say it, it's like, maybe we need to bet on it. Yeah. Maybe we need to bet on it if we all like it. Doge, do you like that? I nope. am going to say that the Colts straight up would be a little bit of a favorite here. Oh. But it's at Houston. So I'm going to say Houston minus two and a half. It is Houston minus three and a half. Wow. Hey. So that's us. Nice. Um, It'll be a fun game. Interdivision game. Sean Watson. Little Jacoby Brisket. Brissett. Yeah. Let's see. No Marlon Mack though. And a short week. That'll be interesting. Those Thursday games are always a little hectic. Moving on. We got some 1 p.m. little highlight games. Well, maybe not highlights, but games we're going to break down at least. Giants at the Bears. Interesting game. Danny Dimes versus freaking Chase Daniel. No Mitchie Biscuits. Pour one out. Um, Dill, I'll let you go first so I don't steal your number this time. All right, so even though the Bears have had struggles, the quarterback position. Wow. They're at home, and their defense, I feel like, could beat the Giants. 
Okay. So I'm going Bears minus one and a half. Okay. I was going to just go straight up pick them. Cause I'm, I would not touch this game at all. No. Like, don't no. dare bet on this. Unless you've got some insider info about This could be a dirty them. game. Yeah. This could be a lot of picks. Um, Doge? I think Chase Daniel might be a better option than Mitch Trubisky. I love to hear it. And sure. I think the Giants are awful. Yes. And the Bears are at home, and I think I'm going to take Bears minus four. Bears minus six and a half. Those. That's absurd. Wow. That's crazy. Definitely not tough. Vegas believes that's like that's begging you to take the Giants. This is begging yeah, you. Right. No chance. Oh, boy. I'm never going to no. Game that I'm going to this weekend. Steelers at Bengals. Thanks to my real job. Shouts out. Eco Development. Um, I've got Steelers minus eight. Bengals are terrible, dude. Steelers aren't good, but the Bengals are bad. I'll give it to you, Jill. What do you, what do you think here? Minus seven and a half. <clears throat> Doge? I'm going Steelers minus seven. <laughs> Just the undercuts. <laughs> and it's go. strategic. I think that's what it's going to be. It's minus six and a half. Doge gets it course. again. Yeah. Dang it. Dang it. All right, barn burner. You probably won't be barn burner. I don't know what it'll be. Dolphins at Browns. This game is just another back-to-back three games that you just probably are not going to want to watch. Giants at Bears. Steelers at Bengals. Dolphins at Browns. Doge, since you won, what do you got? I'm running it back. Browns minus seven. Wow. Say another minus seven. I'm going Browns minus... Six and a half, since that's the number that they like. <laughs> no, I was going to say eight, so I'll stick with that. Damn, I was going to say eight. <laughs> really? Were you yeah. like, so <laughs> I was waiting for you to like finish up saying so I could say it without forgetting what I was going to say. I just, I, was like, I just didn't want to go back on what I originally had like written down earlier today. That was my gut instinct, was uh, Browns minus eight. Because like, you want to put ten, but you can't put ten. I don't think they deserve the half either. At least the eight and a half. Is it eight and a half? Ten and a half. Wow. <laughs> wow. I guess That's they like wild. I guess they don't expect the Browns to have any sort of hit. All right, or... Dylan, don't talk yourself into that at any point this weekend. Like, it might be nice and juicy, you might just be like, Oh man, the Dolphins. They just they just let Mark Walton go because he just did some terrible stuff to that lady. Yeah, which yikes. is not good. Yeah. They're like not good team, like but no, that's too many points. It's too juicy. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Finally, a game you might want to watch. And I, I mean might. Panthers at Saints. Kyle Allen, legend. Taking on the Saints. Um, Dill, we'll go to you. Saints minus five. Wow. I'm going Saints minus eight again. Backing down on the eight. I'm going Saints minus nine at home. Minus nine and a half, Doge. God damn. 
People, they're just boxing me in. They're just boxing me in. <laughs> um, uh, a game that you absolutely will be watching if you have the ability. Yep. Seahawks at Eagles. <clears throat> Doge? Seahawks at Eagles. I'll have to take the Hawks on this one. Minus two and a half. Bill? <sighs> that sounds good. <laughs> I got minus four and a half. Seahawks. I think I'm doing minus three to the Hawks. Seahawks plus two. We're taking that, boys. Wow. Seahawks plus two. We're taking that, boys. We're taking that, boys. Wow. We picked the wrong bird. (laughs) No, we picked the right bird. We're about to make some money off of that bird. (laughs) Come on. That's crazy. All right. Yeah, all right. One of the two... Four o'clock games. That's right. Two. They flex some more to one o'clock, just in case you didn't want to watch football. <laughs> so beat. And the other one, one of these games is terrible. So you better hope that it's this game, which like it's gonna be this game. It's Cowboys. Yeah. Cowboys at Patriots. They're not not putting this yeah, game on. Team. Tony Come and on. Jim are the boys are on there. Yeah. Pats minus four. I want to run it back at uh, Pat's minus five. In New England? Yeah. Yes, sir. Foxborough. I'll agree with Teach in minus four. Pat's. Pat's minus six and a half. Damn, Jeez. Dad Prescott just threw for 440 yards. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Maybe that's a juicy little line. I don't know. It's the Patriots. They only have it's one also one. Jason Garrett, dude, against Bill Belichick. Let's back the heck up. And it's like, also in Fox. Yeah, right. It's gonna be cold. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not Jerry World Tom Brady, but it's also the Patriots have like the best defense in the league. Oh, exactly. It's um, tough. I will yeah. say this could be a game where Dak would be like, okay, maybe he should be in the MVP talk. Like, he's looked really good. He's leading the league. Has he? Did you watch the Jets game? Okay, minus like. That's I'll just if anybody says that I'll just bring that game like no he he's didn't not look an terrible MVP. he's not an MVP they didn't make any plays around him and they couldn't do anything the play calling was bad that game he would have to there have there was nothing that the the whole team did well that game he'd have to have sixty points against the Patriots for me to even consider that fantasy points no in real the- life scoring sixty points in Foxborough Lamar Jackson is just smoked them smoked the Texans. He almost killed Nick Vigil on that spin. Like, geez, he almost put him to bed on that spin move against the Bengals. Like, uh, he is the MVP, if not Russell Wilson, who right. just had a crazy we'll season. See. I'm just curious. Dak is Dak's just... played great. I'll give you that. He's played really well. He's had... has a throwaway game. Dak is earning Leading. himself all the money he's going to get this summer. There's no doubt. Yeah. But he's just not an MVP. They might not, not even win their division. You can't be an MVP and not win your division. We'll see how it pans out. In my opinion. They might win. He's just one of those guys. They might who... win. All right. Listen, Patriots minus six and a half is a lot. All right, Dale, you got to set the line here first for this big Monday night game. Finally, we're getting some good Monday night games. Packers at the Niners. Rodgers going up against that 49ers defense. Rodgers versus Sexy Jimmy G. What do you got? I think Niners minus 
three and a half. Wow. Doge? I'll say... That's tough. The... It's a, this is, is such great. a tough one. Aaron Rodgers is great, but the Niners have the best pass defense in the league. They only they only allow like 140 passing yards a game. Yep. I'll say Niners minus four. Oh, took it right out of my mouth. Niners minus four. That's what I was going to say. Niners minus three. So Till gets that one, right? Till gets that one, yeah. Yeah. Dang. Three. Oh, excuse me. That's Sunday night. That's the Sunday night game. That's even... You're excused. But Just guess the... what? I'm not wrong about it being an exciting game on Monday. Don't worry. We've yeah. Got, we've got Ravens at Rams. Don't you worry, boys. Now, I know the line to this because I just looked at it. So, I'm not going to be able to bet here. But... What would you think it is, Mr. Doge? Ravens at Rams. Yep. Ravens minus two and a half. Oh, Did I'll you see it? No, you didn't. I'll see they're going to go with two and a half or 17. <laughs> <laughs> But nowhere in between. Nowhere in between. I feel like two and a half or three. Well, which one are you picking, guy? It matters here. Spill your gut, Dill. Yeah, quit being a guy. Two and a half. You both wrong. It's three. Ravens minus three. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was just like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know if they can do like the full three over them. Right. Okay, so do you want me to... I'll just go down the list here real quick again like I did last week before we do this bet for the boys parlay. Um, couple that look juicy that we just talked about. I think Ravens would be nice. And then obviously Seahawks, like with the plus. Like, come on now. Um, but here, run it down. We did Colts-Texans. We did Dolphins-Browns. Broncos are plus four at the Bills. Um, Raiders are minus two and a half at the Jets. Buccaneers are plus four at the Falcons. Lions are minus three and a half at the Redskins. The Jacksonville Jaguars are plus three at the Tennessee Titans. And that is all the games on top of the ones that we've said. So, any of those stand out to you? Um, or are we just sticking with the cup? I like those are the two that I like a lot is uh, Seahawks here and then uh, Ravens. But on the other ones. I also like the Raiders at Jets. Yeah, the Raiders minus two at Jets is definitely nice because I think they could beat them. But, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, pretty nicely too. Um, I don't know. Steelers is not terrible, honestly, as much as I hate to say it. What was the Steelers again? Just minus six and a half. So, like, I think they would beat the Bengals by a touchdown. Yeah, I just don't trust their defense or their uh, offensive <laughs> enough. Their defense. Need to, but, like, I've... Juju's probably not going to be playing. James Conner's going to be out. Yeah. Mason Rudolph just threw four picks against the Browns. I know the Bengals' defense is worse than the Browns' defense, but... I just don't think we're going to be able to get that much pressure on him, so that's why it's... That's the difference in those picks. I don't know. Yeah. I just don't... I don't know. I have no faith in the Bengals. I'm going to be in a drink of my That's fair. I don't know. I wouldn't include it... I wouldn't include it in this best for the boys parlay, but, like, 
Sunday's gonna come rolling around, and I'm gonna be like, I'm so, going to this game. Like, I might right. need to like put some cheddar on this Steelers. So this happened with the so Stafford. Think I still feel a little bit better. We should not put it in yet because of the Stafford thing. Yeah, I'm not listening to any more of your injury bets over here, Dill. What do you mean? Your Kevin Love, shame. No, I'm that hurt. <laughs> yeah, that one hurt. Um. No, I don't know. Any other? Like I said, Seahawks. We got Raiders. We got. I'll read them off what we've discussed. Raiders are minus two and a half at the Jets, one p.m. They're going west. They're going east coast. So, but they're also Gruden's been dominating. Seahawks plus two at the Eagles. That's at one p.m. That's interesting though. One p.m. Then we had. Monday night, Ravens at the Rams, Ravens minus three. Those are the three that we had. I like those. I like those too. I, I don't see any others that I would feel confident enough in. Unless you know. What are the Jag, Jags and <laughs> The Jags are plus Titans. three at the Titans. Broncos or who? The Broncos are plus four at the Buffalo Bills. That maybe would be a Bills one I would yeah. take. But I, don't know. but I don't know. I think the Broncos got lucky early against the Vikings. I don't know if they're actually good. That's what I'm saying. I'd take the Bills. Like I think the Bills would be oh, a good okay. bet. Yeah, yeah we both be like three. Yeah, Buffalo. Or minus four. Yeah, like I bet the Bills uh, will win by a touchdown. But I don't want to have four parlays and then so we lose lose because one doesn't hit. You know what I mean? Like four. So which which should we do a three or we can do two separates? Which one are we least confident in? Yeah, go around the room and do that then. I would say the Seahawks. Yep. No doubt. Seahawks plus two, you're least confident in? Because I'm confident one... in all of them, but that would be the one I'm least confident in. Yeah, the 1 p.m. East Coast against a team who needs a win. Yep, exactly. Exactly what I would say to respond to that. I think the Raiders are just a lot better than the Jets, so I think that's a pretty easy one. Feel the same way about the Bills and the Broncos. The Bills are at home too, so that really helps them. And I think the Ravens are just a lot better than the Rams and have shown it. But the Rams also need to win too. So, but that's I don't know. That would probably be my second game that I would say I'm like least confident. But Russell Wilson is also just like, hey, I'm trying to be the MVP out here too. Yeah, so. I mean, like when we all talk about him being the MVP, maybe we should just put in four and just like quit being soft on it. You know, we I don't look- like Bills minus four. You don't? Okay. That's okay. me. Okay. It is what it is. I can take it out. I'm I, not like... Well, let's see what I'm the not, odds like, are and like kind of play with the numbers and we can kind of tune in with what that would be. Do you want them right now? Like which game... I'm just saying like if we parlayed... Well, which game would we parlay to make more money than if we just... Well, let's do that later. We, I'll just That's what I'm saying. Teams. Like, all right, so, spread, it's going to essentially be equal... For the most part, compared to any of the others, if you're doing money lines, is where like it really changes up a lot. Right. Um, well, the Seahawks want to be nice because they're well. It's not really that nice. Either way, I think we do this. I think we go. We table it right now. We look at it later in the week and we tweet it out. That way, our fans have something to look forward to. They're like, "Hey, let's see what it is." Because then we can go. Hey, by the way, this week our the bet is. We were deciding between X, Y, and Z, and we didn't bet on. And then we'll look like fools because that game will hit and the others won't. And it'll be funny, but, you know, whatever. Or we'll win a bunch of money because Doe's just picking it. 
because he's been on fire recently, ladies and gents. He's been he's been just make raking in some dough. So we're gonna crush Doge here, at least. But right now, unless you guys want to decide this right now, but I feel like we're just kinda going in circles. I think we table it and we watch it. Um and we watch these lines a little bit later in the week. Because maybe we'll get some better better odds. Those lines are gonna change come Sunday. Exactly. Someone's gonna be injured or someone's gonna be active that we didn't think about. Exactly. Alright, but while we're here, the four we're deciding between Baltimore at Los Angeles Rams. One more time for you. We've got Seahawks at the Philadelphia Eagles, Raiders at the New York Jets, and the Broncos at the Bills were the ones that we were deciding between. So we'll move on here to halftime and look forward to that coming from us on our social media pages, which we're about to discuss here um, in a second. All right, ladies and gents, people of the network need to know these things. On Facebook, you can find us for the whole network, including our other podcasts and other shows and other things we have going on. Facebook is the Cheap Seats Network, all right? Mm -hmm. And on Twitter, at the Cheap Seats SN for Supernatural. Wow. Sure. Because that's what kind of content we have, because this is all for the chains, boy. <laughs> Jesus. Does what do you have for us at the Clubhouse content? You can find the Clubhouse Ooh. on Facebook, the Clubhouse. Clubhouse is all one word there for you. Uh, if you go onto Twitter or Instagram, you will find us at Clubhouse underscore TCSN for the Cheap Seats Network. So give us a like, give us a follow. Sure. Yeah. All right, then. Let's move on here to our third quarter. I'm going to go roll right into our first topic here. A little bit of Heisman watch. Is anyone going to overthrow Joe Burrow right now? He's a machine, beating everybody, um, clearly the front runner. Uh, Doge, I'll hand it off to you. Do you think anyone can catch Joe Burrow, or is it just you know pretty much his award to lose, I guess, if you will? It's absolutely his to lose, um, you know, he, barring some awful occurrence. I don't even know what would need to happen for him not to get it. But, I mean, the only – and I think, you know, I saw Dill's probably going to agree with me here, but I think the only other person that you could have up there is, is Fields from Ohio State. You know, they've been outscoring people by 41, 42 points a game. I think it was like 41.8 or something like that. Yeah, they, so they just beat the heck out of anybody that they play. I think if anyone else should be up there, it should be him. You know, we can touch on Tua in a second here, but Tua probably should have been up there, but just won't be anymore. So right, yeah, unfortunately. Um, yeah, so I was gonna say unless Joe Burrow gets hurt, unfortunately, like Tua. Um, rest in rest in peace. That stinks. Um, not like actually resting. Yeah, I mean, he's still here. He's with us. But, you know, pour one out. Yeah, his hip's not. Right. His, yeah, his hip was not. His, his nose, hips are ripped. His nose was not good either. Um, he'd have to have like a 0 out of 10 game. Like, you know, like six picks, like four fumbles. Just something like just like <laughs> embarrassing for him to lose this. Because yeah. he's completing almost 80% of his passes right now, if not 80%. Um, and they look like they can beat any team in the country. So I think he's definitely the front runner for the Heisman, and it's definitely his to lose, like we're like we're saying here. Um, 
Dylan, do you have any any other you know takes here on who it could be, if if anyone? Uh, no, I mean like uh, Doge predicted. I actually agree with him on the Justin Fields thing. That's strangely enough, you know, it's right. not like he could have known that anyway. But uh, <laughs> no, if if he continues, that's some insider info. Yeah, yeah, that's like some real stats team shit. Anyway, uh, if <laughs> Justin Fields can do better than Burrow throughout the rest of the season, and I believe that if Burrow has a loss. Because I think that's a huge factor. Your yeah. team's undefeated versus if you have a loss. Like Certainly. in that SEC championship, that's uh, before that, correct? That's... The Heisman? Yeah, would be after the SEC championship. Uh, I believe so, but I'm... Before the bowl games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that in-between, like, off period. I think so. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I think that Burrow really uh, has it in the bag as long as he can continue to do what he's doing. Bless you there. Yeah, thank you. I'm Bless right. you for the bro. <laughs> Bless me for the bro, please, when the Bengals need it. Uh, that should be the new one. Bless us for bro. Bless me for bro. <laughs> Blessings for bro. Alright, go ahead. Anyway, no, that, that was it. I was wrapping up. Okay. I think it's kind of like a, a one-man horse right now. Right. A one-man horse. Jeez. I think uh, going into the Alabama game... He definitely had Tua, who had a shot, but obviously Burrow came out on top there and looked a lot better, so I think it would have been him. Now, speaking of Mr. Tua, we can't not talk about him and his his sad, sad injury. Doge has been telling me, some people are saying he might not be going in the draft this year um, just to like come back and get healthy and then maybe build up his stock again. Um Doge, what is your opinion to that? If you were Tua, what would you do? Yeah, I mean, some people say that he might come back, that this has lowered his draft stock, that he wants to go in into the draft healthy. My opinion on this, he should absolutely go into the draft this year. Yes. He will get drafted. He's still no going to get you know that, that paycheck for getting drafted. If he were to go back to Alabama next year and – Heaven forbid, Wait for it. suffer another injury. Oh. That's that puts a huge damper on his on his yep. future, and then that brings mm. him even further down on the draft board yeah. than he would be this year. He was putting together another Heisman-like season before he went down. He had a successful surgery. He's got to go. You can't risk another year of not getting paid, and then potentially, you know, putting in a damper on your entire career in a violent sport like this too. If it He's was, gotta go. If it was something where it's like a freak thing that you get hurt, you know what I mean? I know all sports you get hurt, but I mean like, I don't know. I, just, I don't know. What do, you, what do you guys think? I, I'm a totally agree with you, Josh, because I was waiting for you to say those exact points because, you know, like you said, God forbid he comes back and something <clears throat> happens to him again and maybe he tears an ACL or like he has a weird Ben Roethlisberger thing. Right. <clears throat> I don't know. I just... You gotta go. Initially, when I we were talking about this before the pod, I was like, "Oh, you know what? I would probably come back." But then I was like, "You know what? The more I'm thinking about it, Tua's already won a championship, in like a crazy, incredible fashion. You yeah. know what I mean? Like legendary fashion. Right. So like, he All doesn't time. need that. His brother is playing at or not playing, but he's behind him in Alabama. So like, you're just kind of eating away at his playing time, potentially his career. And then, like you said, you got to get that money now because you could get hurt again. You could fall down the draft board. 
So I totally agree. Now, I was a little distracted in this conversation, gentlemen, I will admit, because there's breaking news. FCC just made a trade. We just got a 21-year-old striker from Atlanta for Alvis Powell. He started the seven games um, when uh, <clears throat> Joseph Martinez was out and is apparently one of the best players in the expansion draft um, from like the last year or whatever, when Atlanta came. So oh. we just got him, which is really exciting. So RIP Alvis Powell. He was a fun guy to have, but peace, brother. We need some more offense. So that's exciting and exciting to see us finally making some moves here. So I apologize. What's the name? Um, let me look him up. I was I didn't want to miss like say it. So hold on. Give me your give me your best Americans not knowing how to pronounce other people's names attempt. I am saying I didn't have it and I didn't want to search for it while oh, okay. We were doing it. <laughs> Fair so, enough. You don't. I mean, you can cut this out if you want. Don't no, matter. I'm getting it. We got. We got to let the people know who we got, man. I agree. Come on, not that. give the people what they want. Brandon Vasquez. Ooh. Yeah, I like that. That's a hundred percent how you pronounce it, unless it's <clears throat> Brandon. No, I didn't. I wasn't saying it was a weird name to pronounce. Sorry, I misunderstood you. God. I'm excited enough. for Brando. Brandon Vasquez. I don't know. Vasquez. It's Brandon Vasquez. Brandon Vasquez sounds good, though. Brandon Vasquez sounds like a beast. <clears throat> we traded. Oh, interesting. Excuse me. We traded with Nashville to take one of their picks. And then we picked this guy who Atlanta did not protect. Very Ooh. exciting. So we got one of the best players in <clears throat> the the old deal. Also, nice. we just received $150,000 from Inter-Miami for some trade we did for, um, what is that, GAM? I don't know what GAM is. Ugh. It's, oh, I do, but I don't. I don't know. I don't want to be wrong again. But either way... Today, it sounds like we're making moves. Crazy. I like it. Oh, this is so weird. This trade just gets weirder and weirder. So we got money from Miami, and we got the pick from Nashville, and Miami gets Powell. I don't know what Nashville gets. Maybe they got something from Miami. Huh. But I just saw a tweet that said, thank you, Elvis Powell. Good luck in Miami. So, like, obviously we didn't trade him to Nashville if he's going to play in Miami. Right. Interesting. Right. I agree. Either way, this is exciting. Look for it on the next pod. Might have some FCC updates. Um, <clears throat> okay. So, anything left to say about Mr. Burrow? Hopefully he's a bangle. Besides no. That. Like we said, I think we all agree it's it's his award to lose. Yep. All right, then, real quick, rapid fire. Um, who is going to your college football playoff? Doge, I'll give it to you. I like LSU at one, OSU at two. I think they both finished the year undefeated. Uh, I like Clemson at three. I think they finished undefeated as well. And my floor is going to be different than a lot of other people, but I think Utah gets in here. I think Utah will win against Oregon. In the conference championship, wow. and I think Utah sitting at seven right now is going to get that last spot over Georgia, who I see probably losing in the SEC championship to LSU. Yeah, 
I have the same thing as you, but I have Oregon does, and I think they're going to beat Utah in that Pac-12 championship. And be That'll it. be a good game. And I only say that because I want to see Justin Herbert, like, more. So I want to see, like, like if the I, it's a selfish thing, because if the Bengals are going to take this guy, I'd like to see him in a big, big, big game. So I'm hoping he's in the playoff. But, I mean... You're so selfish. Yeah, I can be. Why not? <clears throat> the Bengals need somebody to be selfish, because we're looking like buns. <clears throat> Still, maybe we need people to be unselfish in the Bengals. Who knows? It's not good. Big it's D, not good. who you got in yours? <clears throat> All right. All right. Same LSU, LSU, Clemson. Yep. That means either Oklahoma, I would say, or Utah. Okay. Which one? Probably Oklahoma. They just, they just. They I had, wish you could have seen his face for that. Everyone, that was so they, had, they had, they <laughs> had. Really, I mean, Oklahoma. They had one slip up of a game. That they've actually lost. Yeah. The Big Twelve is considered probably a better conference. Right. And historically, has performed better in the championship right. series. So I'd have to say Oklahoma if they went out. Okay. If they win the Big 12 and the Big 12 championship, if they went out, they're going in. Okay. Hear me out. Yeah. And I hate this. Don't do it. I, I have to don't be the Don't do it. I don't know what you're going to do. That the college football playoff rankings were released tonight as we were recording this pod. It goes LSU, OSU, Clemson, just like we were saying. Number four right now is Georgia. I think if they lose in the SEC championship, they're out. Yep. But guess who's not going to lose in the SEC championship? Georgia. Is one loss Alabama at five. I thought about it, too. I thought about long they're, and hard, but two is out. They're, so They're at five still, even with Tua getting injured. And if they if their only loss is to number one LSU and they don't play in the SEC championship because of it, I could see them dropping into the four spot, and I absolutely hate it. That means that the other conference champions... Were to have two losses, probably. Okay, guys. I have... Sorry for interrupting. I have all the FCC information. Alvis Powell was drafted by Miami. We traded $150,000 to uh, Nashville that we got because our guy was drafted for Brandon Vasquez. So we took their pick, which was uh, Nashville's fourth pick, which was Brandon Vasquez. Alvis Powell was the second pick in the expansion draft for Inter-Miami. They picked gotcha. a left back and then a right back. Interesting. So um, we didn't protect Powell, got money because he was drafted, used that money to get Brandon. Yes. Brandon! Vasquez. <laughs> I love it. Too funny. Um... We don't have to give him this money until 2020... And it's 150k in 2020 and 50k in 2021. It's just like general money. Just a nice little check. Yeah. But nobody I really recognize in this uh, expansion draft. So. Yeah. I guess there was an MVP candidate from a couple years ago, but okay. Either way, sorry for interrupting again. Just wanted to clear the air on that. You're good. 
Um, but I, uh, back to Alabama, they could totally get in. There's there's no doubt. If they look good without Tua, certainly. Yeah. But that we need some other people to not look good as well. Yeah. I hate that, but it's a strong possibility in my eyes. If they went out, <clears throat> they still have to beat Auburn. It's a tough win. Thanksgiving weekend, so. But there's nothing out of conference that they've done. Yeah, but like, what if their other quarterback gets hurt and it's to his brother, and they're like, "We gotta put to his brother in." Like, that'd be hilarious. I don't know. We'll wait for it. I'm not what if that? Okay, but else. just like, hear me out. If like this is just like movie screen stuff, like Tua's brother takes on Joe Burrow for the rematch in the championship. Like, oh, it would be probably the one in four matchup though. First, game. oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it would be. But. Right, what you're saying. Unless Ohio like, State looks really good against whoever they play, and then LSU like didn't look good them. against Georgia, you know. Yeah. Whatever. It's this is a made up situation where Alabama what gets is. in. All right, moving on here to our fourth quarter, final quarter, a little bit of a uh, sad quarter, if you will. Just give your reaction to the Houston Astros being linked with a sign stealing scandal. Apparently, they were using modern technology out in the outfield and other locations to record and steal signs from other teams, which clearly gave them an advantage and home. So, Doge, I'm looking at your face, and I think it's just it's the face that needs to speak first because it just it says everything. Mm. It's sad, man. I mean, these are professional baseball players. Like, having an idea or even knowing for sure what pitch is coming into you you can know at least what to look for, what break to look for, where it's starting. No doubt. I mean, it's it's everything. These guys have been playing this sport their whole lives. If you know what pitch is coming to you before it's thrown, that is such an advantage. And it, it sucks because, you know, so many of their great players on this team, like were some of my favorite players in the league, especially Altuve. Right. And to think that these players were using this. George you know, Springer, dude? Oh. To think that these players were using this advantage, you know, like to work the system and to, to get wins and, and hits and runs that they maybe wouldn't have gotten in a fair setting, it's just upsetting. It's bad for the sport. You know, I'm not saying that they're the only team to have ever done it, but it's it's so sad. And to think that they were up in the contention, you know, especially with such great pitching, too, to right. have to worry about. Uh, right. To have to worry about that, and now it's just turned into a, a whole mess, and I I hate to see it. I hate to see it. Right. No, I mean, of, of course. I, I totally am with you right there. Like, I think the last time that this happened, there was a guy who was sitting in the outfield, like, just the whole game, like, stealing signs, and he was, like, the best sign stealer, like, you know, and known in baseball or something like that, like, which is just as ridiculous, but... I mean, that I'll give that guy props. He at least has to sit up there, and he has to have all the knowledge and be able to break it down. Like, It's a lot easier when you can just record it on a camera, snip that clip, send it to everybody who's got a, a Windows or whatever iPad sitting in the dugout and go, hey, look at this. Like, You know, they, they went to the, a lot of those cuts in the World Series where it's like, you know, granted, they had it for both teams, but so whatever, but... You know, you see like Adam Eaton, or you see, you know, then you'll see George Springer on like a little iPad looking up the pitches for the next pitcher that's coming. And it's like, well, maybe they know the signals and they know what's coming because they they can see, obviously from the outfield, but also they know what to expect. So just I don't know. It's 
it's sad and it stinks. And like you're saying, it's it's just such a bummer because you thought all those guys were like super stand up, really good dudes, and now you have to kind of question it. Like their whole organization, even like Verlander, you got to go. Bregman, he seemed like a good guy. You know, Springer, Altuve, just all these guys, and now you got to second guess yourself with it, which is a bummer. So, I don't know. It stinks for sure. I've, they need to be punished, but I don't know how you're going to do that. So, because it's pretty wild. Like, was this? Does this go back into when they beat the Dodgers? Maybe like, is that why Kershaw can never hit against them in the postseason? You know, I'm just kidding. He has so many other terrible postseason uh, performances. I just love that dude. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just such a bummer. Like I saw Colin was sitting with me yesterday when this was coming, or we were talking about it a little bit, our friend of the show. Um, and he just showed me a tweet from Aaron Judge that was just like, wait, what? And like, that was all it was, but it was just like under the caption of Astros LinkedIn sign stealing, like potential in their world series run or something like that. And it's just like, I can't imagine being a player playing against them and then hearing that too. Like that would just be so annoying. So I'll leave it to well, you. The Yankees were accusing them of... Of right. doing that in their ALCS matchup. Right, exactly. Right, exactly. And then the MLB came out and said, no, like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Right, and then it's like, hey, by the way, they were just after using they, technology. After they lose, after they lose right. then it's like, oh, like, they even, like, had an edge, too. Right. I don't know, from, like, <clears throat> like you said, Doge, these guys have been playing baseball their entire life. If I mean I played from when I was six until I was eighteen when I went to college and like if I knew what was coming or like I knew, hey, this guy, his tip, you know, when he does this and like I get their like advantages to like understanding like, hey, if you're looking at a guy you can see he tips his pitches like this which is what happened to one of the Rays pitchers, you know, when the Astros like the Rays guy like admitted to it, like, yeah, like I was tipping my pitches really poorly, like when I was doing this, like it was a fastball when I was doing this, it was this, right? Right. That's different than having a camera pointed up to where you can understand, okay, this is the kind of pitch we're gonna steal a base on. Okay. Yeah. You know, right. That's a huge thing because they always had people in scoring position because they would always steal a base. Yes. You know? That was huge for them. Springer would get on yeah. somehow and he would get on. Altuve years before would get on, steal, and get over. And they would have a 1 0 lead, 2 0 lead in the first inning and be up on people like that. You know what I mean? And those kinds of things in baseball, like, that's just um, definitely, I mean, with a sport that's held with such a high regard of, like, morality and, like, you know, your integrity and, and how much you uh, respect the game, um, that's something very low for a, a guy. I don't know how, where this is coming from in the Astros organization, right. but, like, AJ Hinch feels like a stand up guy. From what I've like heard, and they all kind of do, right? But like, and it feels like, like you guys just played us underneath, you know, our right. our nose here, and like we're just kind of messing with us. And it's, um, they were a fun team to root for, but when you're doing things like that, it's hard to do that. Um, whereas, you know, if any team has an unfair advantage in a sport where they are no longer bending the rules in the sense of like finding loopholes, but they are now breaking them and clearly avoiding the tolerance for adhering to them. You know what I mean? Like, they just, like, kind of, like, are like, whatever, like, we're just going to do it anyway. You know what I mean? And clearly they did not do well enough of a job to not get caught, right? I mean, if you're going to do this, I mean, like, I feel like you have to have such a solid plan where you are, this story doesn't come out. Yeah, I mean, It just doesn't come out. 
Like, it just, like, no one Did ever it, knows. Yeah, except and for then, a, a pitcher came out, right? And said, Mike so like, Fires, right? right? But, like, it, it, I'm like saying... That's like, the craziest part about it. 30 years later, maybe something like this comes sure, out. Sure, sure, sure. Not, like, in the moment. Like, we're in the midst of this kind of going on, I feel like. Because Fires just played for him two years ago on that World Series run. Right. So, it's like... This could be going back the entire time. Maybe they started playing in the AL. They realized something where, oh, shoot... Like, I, I don't know how far this goes back. I'm just speculating at this point. But everything I've said up to this point, like, you know, it's not speculation. It's just, you know, how it is. And uh, just, you know, it's unfortunate that that happened. But No doubt. It's I'm just, glad to say they didn't win again this year, then. I was going to say, I'm glad the Nationals won. <laughs> like, it makes yeah. me even more proud that the Nationals were able to beat them. It's like... Yeah. And that the Rays took them to five games in the ALDS. Like just absolutely makes you question all the timely hitting, like everything. Saying, like and just and that was one thing I even brought up. Like I mean, just the great teams have the timely hitting, yeah. and, and they always did that. And like the same thing with the Warriors. Like they always shot well in those timely moments. But like you can't do the same kind of thing in basketball with play calling and stuff. Like I mean, you know what I mean? Like it's totally different, right? Like in basketball, like if you know somebody's play, like that's like because you've watched film. That's because you've understood where the guys go and like okay if the coach calls it like that's that's different that's coaching to your team's advantage this went outside the lines um and went further than you know further than that right i agree and those are just the examples because i that's the i know that those are teams i've talked about like timely hitting and stuff like that. no i agree i agree i mean i don't know just such a bummer for baseball, which is already a sport that's kind of on the decline. Like, you can't be having one of the best, hottest teams that, like, is one of the Dude, funnest teams to watch. Be like, hey, I by the way, we're cheating. If you honestly want to... Okay, here's the thing. The thing... The reason, here's, the, here's the thing. The reason why steroids were looked oh, upon boy. in such a bad way is because only certain people did them. If you had that unfair advantage of certain people having them or not, what if baseball's like, look... We understand it. We we want people to hit 600-foot home runs. Yeah. Like, you know, and if you understand, like, you're destroying your body with these drugs, like the PEDs, like, let everyone do them. And if you choose to do them for that advantage, then, because, like, that the opens up is, the playing field. The problem is then too many kids are going to them to try to get in, and I, they are not going to be I'm good I'm just enough. saying, like, that that could be something where it's like, shit, you know what I mean? This, this league is a totally different league now. Because that era... When Mark McGuire and Barry Bonds were going back to back, and Sammy Sosa and all of those guys just hitting what sixty plus home runs, and, and it yeah, was like going for seventy. I yeah. mean, yeah, that was like an unreal year. And I mean, I understand baseball has things. I mean, we had Pete Alonso this year with what fifty three. Yeah, but that's I don't know. But that's different. Like there wasn't a race for it, and there wasn't like a a rage or like a. There's just other sports dominate the thrill. news cycle now, man. Like people just don't watch enough baseball. Sure. It's like. You watch your team. You don't watch like every team. Every yeah. Like whereas the but NBA, what if you had guys who were like all studs, like if you had twenty five John Carlos Stanton type players, and like every team had something like that, where you're just like, wow, this guy just hits bombs. Like I always want to see this guy try to hit, because like Ken Griffey Jr. Like I'm not saying he was in this, but the way he would swing and like he was just fun to watch because he would he would right. drop the bat like it was so smooth. The way you would hit a home run and just have the bat on the ground in one movement. It was like, oh, right. like, it's just. He didn't need a bat flip. Swing, man, right. Like, that was like. Anyway, I don't know. I just. I'm not. I don't want to lose topic there, but like. Anyway. Um, You're not. I think baseball is not. It's on the decline. I don't think steroids is going to help them. To wrap that up for you. To wrap that up for you, Dill. Thank you. Yeah. 
not necessarily the, the I don't, and take I, think, I was And having, I think this but... really hurts because the, the, just the team that was I think a lot of people were looking up to is now not a team that you should be looking up to. <laughs> but whatever. Like we all said, it sucks. Hopefully the Reds uh, benefit now that everybody's aren't cheating. So that's my hope. But we'll see. Let's move on. Let's wrap this up, boys. Buzzer beaters. Um, I have to go with two here because I just saw something while scrolling through the lovely internet. Carmelo Anthony scored the first points for the Blazers tonight. A nice wide open, just wet ball three. Gotta love that. Um, But the thing I was actually going to buzzer beat us with is the new FCC jerseys are dropping December 3rd. I will be going to the reveal. Hopefully you can uh, join me, Dill. Um, it's in Kentucky, but uh, it's, what is it, Braxton Brewing Company. And they're they're doing a bunch with uh, the City Heritage and some other stuff. So it's going to be more German. And this will be replacing the white jerseys. And then in February, they will be releasing another one to replace the blue and orange ones. So um, be on the lookout for this one. I think this one is going to be a good one, but I think the blue one will be a lot better. So... Are Either keep, way, <clears throat> do what? they keep their old jerseys at all? I don't think so. <clears throat> huh? I don't think so. I couldn't hear you. I couldn't say it either. So that's that's wild because I like their jerseys, but like I'm curious what they're doing. I didn't like them that much. I mean, I liked them. They definitely were rushed. Yeah, like this will be nice to see them put time into. Like the things I've sure. seen, like around the collar, it has that like Junko Juvant, like uh, FCC, like. Um, whatever like chant that they do like motto okay. it's gonna have the big like lion on it somewhere like the oh, they have in the crest like it's supposed okay. to have like german ties to it a little bit and have like sure. i think like the cincinnati flag might be like right on the chest which would be sweet um so either way we'll see but it's coming out soon so yeah I'm two weeks forward to it. yeah two weeks approximately right <clears throat> dill buzzer beater all right, so this is something that I know that TJ and I have brought up, and I'm sure Doge understands this. Wow. The scheduling of games oh my God. and of which they decide to have these important games, right? Or so big I'm glad games. you reminded me. I forgot to rant about this. Okay, because God. if you looked this weekend, has anyone? have you guys looked at what time the college football games are? I'm not even looking. I'm complaining about NFL. That's hilarious. I'm just like talking about games in general, and this one specifically is what I'm bringing up. What's the? There it. Yeah. Okay. What time do you think? Oh my god. The number two and eight team should play each other. Personally, seven o'clock at night. Yeah. Or like eight seven o'clock. Eight. Like eight o'clock on ABC. Or Minimum. Right. Yeah. I'll need three thirty. Prime time. Which I hate even still. Okay. So like not. 12 o'clock on Fox. No, I don't need that to be big noon. Dude, Dude, this is big noon Saturday. Okay? Penn State at OSU is at noon. Dude, I remember going to a Penn State-Ohio State game years ago, and it was a blackout at OSU at like 8 o'clock under the lights, and it was like one of the sickest things I've, like, you know what I mean, I've done. Having all those people under the lights, you've been thinking about the game all day, everyone's hyped up, all you can think about is beating Penn State, and the next thing you know, you're playing at noon now? Yeah. What? It's such a letdown, I feel like. I mean, I feel like the ratings would be much higher, and the game that I suggested would be on ABC, right? Right. Who do you think that might be? The game, I don't, dude. I don't know because I don't watch college football. I don't know any of these matchups that are coming okay, up. Like I so, can tell you because I don't care because I know it sucks. 
because they do they every every sport's been doing terrible. I got Oregon, Arizona State. Why? Nine and one, five and five, seven thirty prime time. Gotta give me that Herm dog, Herm Edwards. Gosh, dude. They just been... put the they put the West Coast teams in that time slot, and it's dumb because they're not always good matchups. I agree. But they don't. I don't know, dude. Yeah, I mean, I know they do put them in later. Like, I get. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not arguing that. Like, I get that. Yeah, but last week or or two weeks ago, they had freaking LSU against Bama at three thirty, and it was yeah. Awful. Florida versus Georgia was at three thirty, dude. Why? That's always an earlier game, though. That's it what I'm saying. I mean, like, I know, dude, it's, it sucks that those things are well, traditions like that. Yeah, I mean, because you want those hype games. Like, you can't mess with the tradition. <clears> I'll give you that. But like, riddle me this, riddle me that, man's. Why the heck are the Warriors playing in so many primetime games? Because they just they do them before the season starts. That's what I'm saying. Why they need and to they, get rid of this? Like they, this well, they needs need to change to, in all sports. They need to have something where they can adjust. There should be to, no reason that I have to sit through a Bengals game when Deshaun Watson is playing Lamar Jackson. Like I don't have to pay for the NFL Sunday ticket. Just put on the good game. I don't need to watch the Bengals. Right. Let like, your fans be fans. Yes, you go to the game. Like black them out. I just, ugh. That game sucked. The Patrick Mahomes duel between Lamar Jackson was also not, like, one of the games that you could get or you had to, like, find on a different channel. Like, I just, they just do such a poor job of picking some of these games sometimes. Yeah. And I just, yeah. I don't know. NBA has been bad, like, early because a lot of people have been injured. Or Kawhi Leonard yeah. just sitting out. Yeah. Schedule's been weird. Schedule has been weird. So, I don't know. We're just scheduling sports, so I agree. Yeah. I'll leave it there. That's my buzzer beater. Doge. We ran out the clock. I know you have a great one, though. Shout out to Jason Williams. 44th birthday yesterday. Legend. Arguably one of the best passers, if not the best passer in NBA history. If you guys haven't looked up any sort of mixtape, video, highlight reel of Jason Williams passes, you will not be upset if you do it right now. The elbow pass. That's all you have to say. The elbow pass. And now you're like, the elbow pass? Go look up the elbow pass. And you'll He's have a great awesome. freaking time. It's yes. ridiculous. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Doge, for just bringing that to our attention. Because Jason Williams is an absolute legend. Yeah. Absolute legend. I wish he was around today because he would be one of the most famous players in the league. Like, he has Kyrie-level handles, but with, like, saucier, saucier passes. Like, by a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, such a great guy. Such a great player. Such it's a- like when you... It's like when you go get wings yes. and beat Yes. And you're like, I want them extra wet. Yep. But then I want a side of sauce that I can dump on the extra wet wings. That's how saucy they <laughs> Exactly. That's how saucy Jason Williams was. Oh, they man. literally called him white chocolate. I didn't understand what you meant until the B-dubs reference, Dish. There you go. <laughs> of course. Now it's all clear. Of course. Saucy. The sauce is the boss. The sauce is the boss. Jason Williams is the boss. Yeah. Gentlemen, what a great pod. Yeah. Good buzzer beater there, Doge. We appreciate it. We appreciate you. Thank you for being on. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for putting it on. Yep. Sure. Dill, thank you for being on the pod. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. All right. Sure. <laughs> thank you for listening, everyone. We appreciate it. This is The Clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs>